everyone and welcome to Inside the Booth. This is a special Thanksgiving edition. Again, we're coming virtual, COVID era, so maybe a few more of these episodes will be like that. As always, I'm your host, Wes Booth, joined by my fantastic co-host, my partner in crime on this money-making grind, Mr. Lester Valenzuela. How's it going, buddy? Oh, you know, another day, another dollar. What a fantastic week it was, for me at least. Um, we had a, 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 it was, it was, it was quite a tough one for you, but I mean, yeah. like, it's that's the nature of football, you know. Like sometimes you're gonna be on, and sometimes you're gonna be off. Um, but yeah, it's I've been off for like at least last week, or yeah, last week I was, it was, I mean, like it was, st- I still hit like forty one percent which is still good but um this week it was close i I think i hit 70 percent yeah it was pretty close to 70 percent and you know with a week when one sports book in particular i read made the most they've made in 25 years you know that's that's a good week for you i noticed that a lot of it was the money that came in on certain sides 71 percent of people were on miami money so when they went down, Vegas, they profited huge. Yeah. Um, there's three other games that were 67% or over with the money. So, I mean, you just got to kind of look at those things as well. Sometimes it's uh, it's not so much stats or numbers as it is just emotions. Um, yeah, uh, sometimes you got to see where the sharp money is coming into from too because, like, these sports books, like, you have these sharks that are going to be betting huge holes. Sometimes – and they'll move the the lines right like by themselves oh, because they they see a a three point and they they want to move the line so they can get a better value at two point five they get that two point five and then they'll smash that and, and put thousands and thousands of dollars so sometimes it's it's good to keep an eye out on the spreads and how they're changing because sharp money coming in is important oh yeah for sure uh, it was a crazy week in general a lot of underdogs won. It was uh, an interesting one, to say the least. Um, Monday night was a good one. I liked Monday night's game. I profited yeah. big on that. It was a bounce back. I always post my picks on the Monday night games, Sunday night games, Thursday night games on Twitter. And they're always just a lot of prop bets, first touchdown scorers always. And I hit the first touchdown scorers, Woods, some point spreads. It was a wicked bounce back for a abysmal Sunday for me. Uh, yeah. I called my Ravens to lose. I said that that would happen, and you know, sadly it did. I just had yeah. to maybe take a step back and take those rose-colored glasses off. Um, let's do a couple segments before we get into those three Thanksgiving games. Uh, we will do uh, you know, a, a full breakdown like we always do, and then a DraftKings thing. But before we get into that, let's do a couple things. I want to talk yeah. about some coaches that are on the yeah. hot seat. Do you have a coach in particular that you think is the first to be fired when all these cups come rolling rolling through? Um, well, I mean, like the first to be fired probably going to be uh, Matt Patricia, but um, I'm going to go a little bit off the board here and say that um, Doug Peterson, interesting, uh, is on the hot seat, and I think he's going to be fired um, on that. What do they call it? Black Monday. Black Monday. Yes. Yeah. Um, there he's gonna be fired on Black Monday. Doug Peterson, this team has not done well for since, like it seems like he can't do anything right since he called the Philly Philly special yeah. in that 2017 <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, like I don't I don't know what to 
to say about this team. They've been nine and seven since that two thousand uh seventeen run where they went thirteen and three. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, they just squeaked by one one year be near, nearly beating out Dallas uh in the last game. And in I think it was last year or two years ago. And yeah, they it just hasn't been good. And I it's I find it very interesting because was Doug Peterson really the mastermind behind that Super Bowl winning team? I don't think so because yeah. you look at a head coach right now that uh, is doing really well uh, and in, in Indianapolis, and that's Frank Wright. Mm-hmm. Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator for the for the Philadelphia Eagles, and look look at what that <clears throat> team has been doing with Philip Rivers throwing rainbows. Interesting. Up and up and down the field. I think he was the mastermind. I don't think it was Doug Peterson. Yeah, I gotta agree with you there. Uh, I actually love that, and I think that the fact that you know Philadelphia just fell from grace so quickly, it, it should be cause for concern. And it wasn't yeah. like they, you know, they fell and they they just a little bit. It was a huge drop off from yeah. what they did that Super Bowl run, and. It's not even as much as, as Peterson's fault as it is Carson Wentz. Like, Carson Wentz is playing abysmal right now. He's playing like trash. I can't believe that that Carson Wentz won a Super Bowl. You know, yeah. if that Carson uh, Wentz was the number one, what would you pick? Like, that's that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, I and I will agree with you. Carson Wentz has not played very well. And no. I, I don't think anybody will... Uh, will argue with that. I I think the problem lies this defense hasn't gotten better. No. Um I mean like there there are injuries have hit them. Injuries have hit them. Yeah. But then that that again falls on the head coach. You you're hiring staff and personnel like training assistants and stuff mm-hmm. to take care of your players and make sure they're ready for the season. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been the case. This team is still going down with injury after injury after injury, and it, it's not looking good for Doug Peterson. No, it definitely isn't. Um, my pick, it's going to be weird, and I don't think that he will be fired, but personally, I do think that he needs to be the one to get chopped if this team wants to go forward in the years to come, and it's Anthony Lynn. I think that the Chargers need to cut ways with Anthony Lynn. I think he's the one that should be gone because they can't win close games. They still have yet to be able to win one of these close big wins. Like, I mean, they beat the Jets, but let's be honest, everybody's beating the Jets at this point. Yeah. I I just think with this young quarterback in Justin Herbert, you got Keenan Allen still decently aged. You have Mike Williams. You have a great run game once Austin Eckler returns. I think you need a better coach in there. Uh, Anthony Lynn just seems lost on the sidelines. That's a guy to me. I mean, we could obviously we could sit here and say Adam Gase, Matt Patricia, those are obvious picks. But these two guys, Anthony Lynn and Doug Peterson, I think if things don't start going back the other way, they're going to be the ones that are on the chopping block. That's that's an interesting pick because I I definitely agree with you. I, I don't think he's the right coach uh, to win a Super Bowl, but he has that locker room. And he's 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 always been the players' coach, which and the guys love him in that locker room. So it's yeah. I, 
I don't I don't disagree with you. I really like that. I don't think he should be the head coach because I think he he only has a certain ceiling that yeah. he can achieve. Yeah, he really does. Um, but I, I, I the only thing that I would hesitate on him actually being fired is because you that the players on that team really love Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, they really do. He's been there for four. This is his fourth year, so. You know, I think that it's just it's it's time. It's put up or shut up time. Yeah, I agree with you, and I I think he'll have one more year. But and if the team doesn't make the playoffs, even having probably the best team in the last I don't know five six years in that division, mm-hmm. in that division, um, yeah, I I think he he's gone. Oh, for sure. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is. Uh, kind of like a fantasy kind of thing. Like if you were able to control the league, like a a Madden roster, where you were able to take any player, any roster move, and put it on any team to create that Super Bowl team. Just one move in a current team, and how? What would you do to make that team a Super Bowl contender? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, um, I'm gonna. This is an interesting one because I'm. And this might be recency bias from that wonderful game that we just saw on uh, on Friday or on uh, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. But the Oakland Raiders, Vegas Raiders, or sorry, Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I call them Oakland every day of my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Vegas Raiders have played good football, but they're missing a piece. And I'm trying to figure out what that piece is. Mm. And I think it's that cornerback. Mm. If they had Jalen Ramsey, interesting. On that team, that'd be ferocious. I think that they that would make them Super Bowl contenders. I think Derek Carr has cemented himself. He is, I think, up there with like Matt Stafford esque. Okay. Status like yeah. he's he's there. He can win you with. He can win you games. He could even take you deep into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think they have a good enough wide receiver core. I think they have an awesome running back. They have a great old line. I think they have the linebackers. I think that they're missing a cornerback that will that would cement them into Super Bowl contention. Yeah, that can and that can go one on one with all these other yeah, teams too. Absolutely, in that division, <clears throat> because that gives you the ability to play man against somebody like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and even and even as the Chargers get better and as they grow together as a team, you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams there, so it's a, you know, you're gonna need a cornerback there to help to help them along. Uh, my pick, it's it kills me to say this, but as a football fan, I gotta be I gotta be unbiased on this podcast. Um, I think the Steelers are missing a quarterback, and I think if you could, if I could, I would put Deshaun Watson on that Pittsburgh Steelers team, and I think that Pittsburgh Steelers team would end up winning the Super Bowl. That is. A fantastic listen. After watching Deshaun Watson play for the New England Patriots, that's why I said it. He literally put the team on his back. He doesn't have a defense like we said last week. You know, like we were talking about it. How if Houston wants to win games, they have to rely on Deshaun Watson because the rest of the team has given up at this point. Yeah, Uh, he. And it's it's so interesting because you have guys like Carson Wentz, um, you guys have like you guys you have guys like Baker Mayfield. It's you can always find an excuse for these guys, 
for not winning football games. And Deshaun Watson, you know what? Regardless of like his team being down, his team not playing, he is he's he's a gamer. He'll step up every single game. Oh yeah, even if he him. has even if he has a bad first half, and you're thinking, oh yeah, here we go. See, Deshaun Watson, Tampa, blah blah. His second half, he comes out and destroys it. Last game, he was on fire. He had a yeah. huge run. He bulldozed through into the end zone. And honest to God, like, and it's no disrespect against Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I don't like the guy personally. I mean, I've never met him, but I just don't like his story. <laughs> he doesn't really. You're, have you're the a best Baltimore story. Ravens fan. You you have to hate Ben Roethlisberger. Even if I wasn't, you know what I mean. Personally, I don't think the guy's that great of a human being. Regardless, on the football field, he has accomplished a lot. I just think at this point, with those with those wide receivers, man, with Claypool and Juju, Deontay, James Washington, that defense. Somebody like Deshaun Watson, yeah, the defense in general, just to have a good defense playing behind you, he yeah. would he would be unstoppable in that defense. Oh, Deshaun Watson would eat in that in that offense. Oh my god, I I just see that now. Oh my god, right? It would be uh, fantastic to see as a football yeah. fan. Me personally, I would hate it. I would just despise it. <laughs> um, moving on to these Thursday games. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, uh, he's got a game first game in the morning here. Yeah. Thursday, we got three big ones on American Thanksgiving. We always have the Detroit Lions in action at home. This year, they're hosting a morning game against the aforementioned Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans. Houston Texans are a three-point favorite, and the total is 51.5. How are you looking at this game right now? Oh, man, the Detroit Lions really put up a stinker against Carolina, and Carolina has been... Let's face it, not the greatest defense in the world. They have let up points this year. Um, and Matt Stafford couldn't put up a point. Yeah, um, they so, never shut out. I think that was the first it, time in maybe 20 years or something like yeah. that. So I struggle with the over on this one. But, man, Houston's defense hasn't been good either. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling with the total. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's an easy one to call. I, I think I would go with the the spread at minus three here because you're getting a better line than the money line. I think mm-hmm. they can cover that easily. Um, but the, the total I'm struggling with. I I want to hit over so bad, but I would probably keep it down to to like forty seven. But I I I'd probably hit the over on the total. I think it's going to be an over game. I mean, Detroit, they just had a lull game. You know, they came, they got, they just got stunk. Um, I don't know what it was. Carolina just seems like a really good coached team at this point. Yeah. I believe Matt Rule's got, like you were saying earlier about control of the locker with Anthony Lynn. I think Matt Rule really has control of this locker room. Absolutely. I think, you know, when he, when he went and got certain guys like Robbie Anderson and PJ Walker, he knew what he was doing for these exact moments when, Teddy went down. Um, do I think Detroit's that bad offensively, though? I just, they're missing some key guys. They're missing their rookie running back, and they're missing Kenny Gallagher. That right there is enough to really deplete an offense. They should get DeAndre Swift back, who was practicing this week. Uh, Houston miss it, is going to miss Randall Cobb. They're also, yeah. Kenny Stills left last game. He might not be back in time. And they're missing one of their guards. This game might not be as easy as people want it to be for Houston. I do think that Detroit's got a really good chance in this ball game. Man, 
if uh, I base this all on DeAndre Swift. If DeAndre Swift is playing, I'm rolling Detroit. Wow, all right. That's a that <clears throat> I didn't expect that from you, but um, it's a Thanksgiving game now. Mind you, Detroit isn't all that great on Thanksgiving. Um, people do like to think that they are like this fantastic team that they never lose. They lost eight straight between 04 and 2012 on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, they did have lost their last two. They haven't won since 2016. I think they get it going this time. I think that Detroit is going to be just one of those spoiler teams in Vegas. Not so much a spoiler team in the standings. They're not going to be a spoiler team in, you know, really doing the that whole thing but i think for this week anyways i think this week they're really going to play the spoiler with vegas and we've seen it last week with how many people were on certain teams 60 percent of people are on houston right now i think that's a little bit too many people for a for a team that barely wins games yeah so i'm basing this still strictly on swift swift okay. sitting enough yeah so so a question then would you would you hit the spread on on the detroit lions or would you hit the money line on the the money line, it's a good number at 135. Um, if you really do believe that they're gonna win, I like if this game is a win. If if this if they have a chance to win the Detroit Lions, it's gonna be close. I would be feel more comfortable with that spread rather than the money line. But I mean, you're not wrong. It's 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 an interesting one because the Detroit Lions. For all intents and purposes, I mean, they aren't a horrible team. Like they're terribly coached, but mm-hmm. like, I believe in Matt Stafford. You know what? And it's the it's the Jeff Fisher effect. It's the get to five hundred and just stay there, and I'll have my job for eternity. And that's what Matt Patricia's doing. And I think that you know this is the game where they get that other win. They got to get close to that five hundred. He's got to keep his job somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, that pencil yeah. behind his ear is doing a lot of work, right? So. I just I just think that if Swift's playing, they got a good chance. If Swift's not playing, I'm definitely not touching Detroit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the next game we got on the slate is the afternoon game. This game's a little bit tougher to call. Uh, Washington football team coming off of a win that maybe they wouldn't have got if Joe Burrow wouldn't have got that devastating injury. Uh, they're playing against Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. The Cowboys are favored by three. Total is 46 points. Are you leaning either way? I mean, you called Dallas to beat Minnesota. And yeah, yeah, you called the money line, mind yeah. you, and and they they pulled it out. Uh, did you hear about the story of your coach? What he did Saturday yeah, night? I, I I don't. What 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 happened? So Saturday night, he pulled them into the uh, the conference banquet hall in the hotel. He had a players meeting with him. He proceeded to get a full sledgehammer, a gigantic sledgehammer that you could actually break down a wall with, and he had staff bring in watermelons and each watermelon represented something that they were going to smash through in that game and at the very and it would be you know the run game and he smashed the watermelon and all the teams get fired up yelling the very last watermelon that comes in has dalvin cook's face on it demarcus uh demarcus where <coughs> is that who it is demarcus lawrence. demarcus lawrence sorry gets up grabs the sledgehammer and says, no, I want this one, and smashes the watermelon. Buddy, I can only imagine how hyped that locker room was going into this game against Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. They needed that win. They needed that win. Um, Yeah, it was a a great team win for the Dallas Cowboys. I I had a feeling that this was going to be kind of like, and you know what? It wasn't really a Kirk Cousins blunder. He 
played a good game. Um, Dallas' defense has stepped it up the last couple of weeks, which has really impressed me. Um, this game is a tough, yes, you're right, it's a tough one to call. Um, I, here's, here's my thing. Alex Smith's mobility has really shown, um, over the last little while, it's, it's not very good. It had, like, he, he's not the same Alex Smith prior to that leg injury. No. Um, I, I honestly, and we got two speed rushers in Jamarcus Lawrence and, uh, uh, Randy Gregory, who's been playing out of, out of his mind the last three weeks. Uh, I don't know, you know, like, what, what kind of juice he's on now, but. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> But no, he's he's been playing great, and I think Dallas is gonna win this game. Um, I I would probably say that Dallas takes this game. Um, I I'd be feel more comfortable with the money line rather than the uh, the three point spread. Okay. Because this one's gonna be really close. Uh, this Washington football team is a good defense, um, and. I think Alex Smith can still toss the ball around, and he like he's been in the league long enough that he's seen everything. Um, so it's going to be a close game. Here's the thing, though: I think this is going to be an over game. I'm smashing the over. I would shoot this at up to fifty. Oh, I love the over. I love the over in this oh, game. The, the over. This this is an easy over. Um, this is like I I think this is going to be three hundred yards for both quarterbacks. Um, I I think. Listen, I think Gibson's going to have another 100-yard game, too. You know, I wouldn't be shocked, although this Dallas team has been playing good. Like you say, they, their defense has been coming into their own as of late. They did play really well against Pittsburgh Steelers a few weeks ago. Yeah. And this Pittsburgh Steelers team is being lauded as one of the best teams in the league. And if Dallas is able to hold them, you know, I think that Dallas is, is, is the better team here. I think with the Red Rifle back... You're getting a veteran kind of quarterback that's, I think he started 87 games or something like that. They said he knows how to win games. He knows how to, he knows what, how to control games and manage yeah. them. He's, he's been to the playoffs before. Like he's, he's, I, I, this is the home stretch for Dallas. If they want to mm. make a run, they gotta, they gotta well, win this game. For both teams, mind you, they're both three and seven. This is for the division lead, which is, is wild that in week yeah. 12, the three and seven team could be leading or four and seven team could be leading the division. I just, I went back and forth with this pick. I, I'm with you on the over. I, I didn't even hesitate on that one. I think this game goes over. Washington's sneakily scoring over 23 points a game in the last three or four weeks, especially yeah. with Alex Smith in the lineup. Whether they come back from a deficit and score 20-plus or they go up 20-plus, that's just how they are right now. And I think Dallas is hitting their stride as well. I just think Dallas is a better football team, so I'm going to roll with Dallas money line. I'm going to roll with... Actually, I'm gonna pick that point spread. That point spread is plus good. I know it's teasing 100. you. I know it's probably teasing it's you, teasing so you, you, so you I, take it. Like you know what I mean? Like it's probably just tempting you, so you take the plus one hundred instead of the I minus one fifty. I just think it's gonna be too close of a game. I, it's teasing you because it's a nice number uh, at mm. at at uh, plus one hundred. I I think you just gotta be play play it safe here. Yeah, but, I think I just go money line actually because you know I've noticed. And I, I don't have any stats to back it up, but I have noticed that a lot of the times when the point spread is like that and you have a plus 100, it's almost like they're tempting you to take that instead of the money line mm -hmm. so you could risk that parlay chance, right? 
Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to roll Dallas Moneyline. I'm going to roll them as the over. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick with I, I that would, pick. I would agree with you. So we're both on that one then. Uh, the last game we got was the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, arguably, this could be the practice squad for the Baltimore Ravens that is going into Pittsburgh to play them. <laughs> we got about 400 people on the COVID list. Yeah. But in realistic terms, I think that this game could be a lot closer than the world anticipates it. Right now, it's a five-point spread, 44.5 total. <sighs> you know, I'll let you talk about me first, but... You, you know what? I, I agree with you. This game could be a lot closer than it actually is. Um, I'm smashing that over 100%. 44 points. Not that's 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 an easy one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lamar Jackson alone can get you 17 points. Right, like that's <laughs> yeah. right, like that's 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 too easy for me. The the tough part is calling this spread. Um, I do believe that Pittsburgh is going to cover the spread. Um, at six points there it's just uh, i think they win by a touchdown here mm-hmm. um this this game will be close i think this pittsburgh steelers defense just is has the ability to stop lamar jackson who's literally going to be by himself like the only running back that they have right now is um gus the bus there yeah um and like they don't have the ability to change up a lot of things give give themselves misdirection it's literally going to be on lamar's she, lamar's shoes here and i think he has the ability to change the game and he will but i don't think he's going to have enough cuz you can as one, you can only do so much as, as one player right? like that's you need a team around you and the team hasn't shown up uh, this Baltimore Ravens defense isn't the same defense that we've seen in the past years. They don't have the grit that we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, and I just don't feel like it's going to be um, – I, I, don't, I don't feel like it's, it's going to be one of those – but I, I don't feel like this is going to be one of those games where uh, it's going to be nitty-gritty. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be one of those games where, you know, like you're going to see Lamar kind of shine again and go back to the basics of what they were doing last year, just running that spread offense and Lamar running for, I think he's going to get seven yards this, this game. Um, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah, I, I, you know, I got a lot of flack on Twitter today for for speaking the truth about my Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> I, I personally don't think that without Dobbins, without Ingram, you know, those ones, those ones aren't really the, the matter to me. Like, when I seen those two were down, I was like, yeah, you know, that kind of sucks. But at the same time, Gus Edwards is a Pittsburgh Steelers killer. But when I seen that Brandon Williams was going to be out once again, that's that's the killer. Yeah. I don't think people really understand how big of an asset he is. Uh, people were throwing this 2015 game in my face saying, oh, we beat the Steelers when, you know, they were – uh, when they were in the first or second spot, we had Ryan Mallett. We had 20 players on IR. You know, the crazier things have happened. I said, yeah, for sure. But at that time, Pittsburgh had lost six games. Yeah. So that's six game films, full game films, that the coaching staff has on how that team's lost. This year, how many game films do people have on Pittsburgh? They got zero. Zero. So our coaching staff, who can barely figure out how to get 
our MVP quarterback going with our Marquise Brown. I refuse to call him Hollywood anymore. I, I just don't think <laughs> they're going to be able to figure out Pittsburgh at this point. Um, last week I was I was hesitant on them as well, and the Titans came back and won that game. They covered. They beat them in overtime. Yeah. It's just when you're missing that many key pieces and there's not much tape and there's not much, you know, it does it does make me think that the card the the cards are all stacked against them, but when I just looked at the the percentages and forty seven percent of people are on Baltimore still, bro, that's just telling me that that it's gonna be Pittsburgh. Yeah. If if Pittsburgh was seventy percent or higher, I'm definitely going on Baltimore's side here. I'm not, you know, I'm 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 only gonna I'm only gonna touch the over on this game because I refuse to tell myself that my team will lose to Pittsburgh again. But this is one of those games where I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am wrong on a personal bias there. I just don't think it's going to happen, bro. I think Pittsburgh, I, I'm with you. I think Pittsburgh beats them by more than a touchdown. Probably 7 to 10 points. Yeah. Like, we got to be honest with ourselves here. You got Tomlin, a very, very, very violent coach in the yeah. fact when it comes to stepping on teams' throats. He sees an opportunity here as long, along with his Pittsburgh Steelers team to put an end to the Baltimore Ravens playoff hopes this year, and they're going to come try to do it. So. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that like this will be a closer game than people anticipate, that some people, that Vegas anticipates. Like, this is going to be a cl- – like, I, Vegas is saying that this game is going to be won by, from, by 10 points. I mean, like, but they're – the rhetoric is that it, it wouldn't be close. Yeah. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, but I do still think that they uh, still believe that they win by a touchdown. So I, I'm going to hit the uh, spread on on Pittsburgh on the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Yeah, me as well. I got to be a gambling man on this one first. I it pains me to see it. And you know what? Lamar Jackson could easily easily win this game on his feet, but um, I just don't see it happening. Let's do a let's do a DraftKings lineup here quickly before we uh, shut down this quick uh, Thanksgiving episode. It's going to be a three game lineup here. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we can do an X factor value type play, or you know we can switch it up a bit. But I I think the X factor kind of thing we we can kind of stick with. You know, yeah, I mean I mean swaps. like let's 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 do X factor value and and. Um and uh lock but I, I think we can switch it up as well and let's let's like talk about um something that kind of sticks out to me yeah, um, yeah. so for me i'm gonna go with my value right away and um this one's a tough one because it's not really a value it's quite it's going to be quite heavy actually um in the first in at least ownership but like uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is uh, at 5,500. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a Houston team that lets off a lot of yards to wide receivers. I think this is an easy one. I think it's going to be high owned, though. Um, if you want something that's like a little bit more discreet and not as high owned, um, Schultz. Dalton Schultz, the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, at 3,800. He's in last game he had six targets, but like if you look at his target share, 
we've got eight targets, three targets, five targets, four targets, eight targets, seven targets, and six targets. Nice. Think about that. That's a that's a lot of value that you're getting there. And in the tight end pool with uh, Andrews, Hawkins, I think, gets a lot of the target share. He'll probably yeah. be the highest owned. And Eric Ebron, who's going against the weak, depleted Baltimore defense, I think Dalton Schultz is going to do pretty well. Yeah. Well, he should anyways. Um, he should anyways, yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, it's always tough in the, with, the, with the tight end pool because he is so low-owned. I think he beats you about a 7 to 12%, which is still, you're laughing at that point because mm-hmm. the tight end spot, you're, you usually see about, especially in a three-game slate, 33%, yeah. maybe even more. Um, yeah, but that's my value pick. For me, you know, I'm going to have to say that my value pick is going to be your boy from the ex-South Cowboy player, Des Bryant, $3,600. I say Des Bryant because in order for Baltimore to stay in this game, they're going to have to move the ball quite a bit. He got five targets last game, four catches for only 28 yards, dropped one. I think that you see a rejuvenated Des Bryant once again this year. I think Des Bryant, com- or this game, sorry, I think Des Bryant comes out, catches a touchdown. I said it a few weeks ago. He's going to ca- he's gonna throw up the X in Heinz Field in the end zone. Uh, listen, I'm ready. I'm ready for that X. I've, I've been waiting for the last, what is it, four years now for that mm. X? I'm waiting. I'm, I'm ready. Um, I love that pick. Um, I didn't oh, even no. think of Des Bryant. I canceled that pick. I canceled that pick because... He is back on the practice squad. Oh no! Yeah, I just read that. You know, I was off. I was off social media almost all afternoon, so I missed that one. That sucks. That sucks. I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch back. I, I I'm gonna say my my value pick will be. I'm gonna go with Michael Gallup. I think uh, 3,500. So much focus on Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper. I think that if this game is going to be an over game like we anticipated to be, I think that Michael Gallup is easily there to be that. You know that random player that comes out on these slates, that random wide receiver three, that random wide receiver your, four. Your your Anthony Millers of yep. of of fantasy. Oh last yeah. year last year it was Anthony Miller on this Thanksgiving Day. I remember very well because I was on him. So he I put him in. I think it was like 90% of my lineups, and I did pretty well in Thanksgiving. He still had five targets last week, uh, Gallup. So, I mean, if he's able just to get this one in and in a couple in the end zone there, I can easily see him scoring a touchdown or two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm surprised you didn't go with Gus the Bus there. You know, I just think, like, he's going to be heavily owned. I, I yeah. think he'll, that's a heavily owned pick, and I honestly think he won't as much bust. But I do think that your like Lamar Jackson's gonna he's gonna have more of the, the share of the ball. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know, I I wouldn't be shocked though if he does hit the uh, hit the hundred yard. Listen, at at four at four thousand, he's hitting a hundred yards come last week. That's yeah. gonna be huge. Um, yeah. So my X factor. This is a fan. Uh, listen, I am so high on this. And I don't even know if it's gonna be an X factor. It, this these slates are really hard to pick an X factor because you want like I think seven to twelve percent 
uh, or sorry, it's like five to five percent of ownership. It's mm-hmm. really hard to get five percent ownership in uh, in 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 these slates because there's just like there's, there's so yeah. few people. Exactly. But um, Will Fuller. Mm. Will Fuller has been fantastic. You're going to probably see him at around 12% ownership, which is really good for a slate like this. Um, at 6,400, averaging, my God, about eight targets per game. Um, yeah. He's put up wide receiver two, wide receiver one numbers for the last six. What was it, like six weeks in a row he's scored a touchdown? I see another touchdown. I see a multi-touchdown game this week from Will Fuller. That's my my value of this week. Your X-Factor pick. Or sorry, my X-Factor pick. Um, my X-Factor pick is going to be Clay, Claypool. Uh, Chase Claypool. I think that he's going to be moving around a lot. He's going to draw Mark... <clears throat> pardon me. He's going to draw Marcus Peters quite a bit. And I think he's going to burn Marcus Peters quite a bit. I think he's going to get a nice catch in the end zone. Uh, you know, I can definitely see Claypool lighten up this Baltimore Ravens defense. They're gonna go for the jugular early. I really do believe that. Yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna open up with a big deep long shot right away to maybe Deontay Johnson, and then just try to hit those slants with Claypool. Uh, I think Claypool is a a really really great red zone target. So I think once they get down into that red zone after those big plays, he's just gonna be able to eat. I like that pick. Chase Claypool has. Uh, I think he's. He's in the. He's one of the front runners for rookie of the year this year. Um, he's been phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'm excited for for what this kid could do, man. Like he reminds me of DK Metcalf. Oh yeah, ten touchdowns on the season. Can easily finish with you know fifteen, sixteen touchdowns. It's just he's unreal this year. He, he, what is it with Pittsburgh just picking up wide receivers in the third and second round and fourth round and like making them all stars? I don't get it. But anyway, and being able to do it as well. Uh, who's your lock of the week? Um, my lock of the week. Oh, this one's tough because I've got two, but I'm gonna go with um, Gibson. I I think that Washington and like Antonio Gibson's been unreal over the last what four weeks or so. Touchdown um, machine. Touchdown machine. Um, he's just become more consistent. His team is trusting him now, which I mean, like. I this was my favorite running back coming out of the draft this year. I I I wanted this guy so bad because I knew that he had the ability to change the game, and I think Washington is starting to realize that, and they're relying on him now, um, which I absolutely love. The only thing that scares me about this is just Washington goes down early. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to get away from the run a little bit. I don't think yeah, Dallas does that so much. Um, to them, so that's why I'm picking him. And at six thousand, you're laughing, but I think he's going to be high owned. I think he's going to be looking at the forty percent range. Yeah, I can see that. Um, my lock of the week is going to be my boy Lamar Jackson. I think uh, regardless if they win or lose this game, this game's all on his back, his shoulders. He's got a lot to prove this game. Uh, while I do think they don't win this game, I do think, like you said, he could put up seventeen points by himself. He's really had a struggle in the last few weeks in the first half of games. He hasn't really got a lot going through the air, but he has been averaging over 50 yards a game on the ground. Like you say, I think he can get to 70, 80 yards rushing. I think he still scores a couple touchdowns, maybe through the air, long feet. So I think he's my lock of the week. 
kind of like that pick. Um, I, I was teetering behind him and Deshaun Watson. Um, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson just has a really good matchup, um, and he's been right, lighting up the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough one for me, but I really like this pick. I think it's going to be a close one between him and Deshaun Watson. I think he's just going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit contrarian on these ones. I know, like, I get a lot of flack in our group chats there about how I don't like to play easy free square plays, but in in these three game slates, I find that you you, you can't really play the obvious all the time. You do have to kind of switch it up, especially in the large larger GPPs. Yeah, I, and it's and it's tough, right? Like, I think. You the way you play in our fantasy league is um, you play a, a DraftKings mentality mm-hmm. rather rather than a year long mentality, <laughs> which which burns you sometimes. Week right? by week, week by week. But but like we've seen you win a championship with that DraftKings mentality, right? Yeah. It's like picking up a guy that's gonna go off for. 17, 18 points in one week, and then you bench him the next week because well, that's no, not going to happen. Nobody would take my trade this year. There's no trade base this year. Forget, <laughs> couldn't get it going. Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing else on this DraftKings lineup. Uh, I really think that, like I say, you got to be a little contrarian, and I think we just stick to our guns with how we think these games are going to progress mm-hmm. in the in the you know the whole game script itself. I think we just put that into the lineup itself. I think we'll be able to. If you if you make three or four lineups, I think we can maybe cash a pretty big one here on this uh, on this Thursday slate. Yeah, I, typically that's what I'll do. I'll put five lineups in, see if I can hit the eighty-eight or eight hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars on that mini wishbone. And you know, if I hit it, I hit it. If I don't, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> uh, quickly before I go, is there any game on Sunday? that you are looking forward to, um, that you will lock in on the early lineups. Uh, have you looked at the lineups? Or the early yeah, lineups? Um, I have been looking at the lineups. Listen, this spread is messing me up, but that Arizona-New England pick is huge. What is going on with that spread at minus 2.5 for Arizona? Can you explain uh, that one to me? I think it's, you know what it is. It's because I bet you Kyler Murray on the road, in Foxborough, Belichick play he, he takes away the best player, right? He takes away the best player on the offense, and he's going to take away Kyler Murray. And I think that Kyler Murray's shown that he kind of does panic a bit. Yeah, he's a phenomenal player. He's a great quarterback. He can make some big plays. But Belichick has shown that he can shut down these younger quarterbacks. Mind you, Deshaun Watson just ran amok on him. But, you know... It's the luck of the draw, you know what I mean? Some weeks they're on, some weeks they're not. And I just think, more than not, I'm going to trust Belichick. He's proven me wrong too many times this year. Yeah, I'm, uh, I I hate, you know, betting against Bill Belichick, but, like, for this one, uh, minus two and a half in an air, New England Patriots that just hasn't looked good. Like, they haven't looked good at all. Not, like, if New England Patriots win, um, this game outright, Vegas is gonna make a freaking killing because I'm gonna guarantee that you know this that that this this game is like the the public is all over Arizona and look at that sixty <laughs> percent at Arizona. I'm telling you, man, it's one of those picks. I just I don't want to really bet against Belichick. I think that was a really great pick you got there that that was the one you were going against um my my pick that i am 
I don't understand really is is the New Orleans and Denver. Five and a half on the road. I know it's Taysom Hill again, right? I would assume. Yes, it is going to be Taysom Hill. And 60, I thought it was 60, yeah, 64% of people are on the Saints. I I don't know, man. I just, I don't think that the Saints are that good. I mean, they came out and beat Atlanta, but Atlanta's dead in the water, man. Atlanta, Atlanta could have had that game. They were up nine. They, they just kept having to score field goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I, having Julio gone really just destroyed them. It, it, like, you, you see Julio for goes in for one play. Yeah, and then he's out. And then he, he catches the ball. That's the only, like, good play they had that whole game, mm-hmm. that whole second half. Because I think they had, like, four yards in through, like, I think it was, like, the third quarter. Uh, like four offensive yards, you yeah. you're just you're not gonna win that way. <laughs> no, so, but that's um, what, you know. I'm just I just think that that game just that one stuck out to me right away because you know you like we said Arizona gets only the two and a half. There's just games on here that I was just like, well, why is the Saints getting that many? You know, like they're going into Denver. We just seen what Miami did when they went into Denver. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't handle it and. I don't know. Taysom Hill's not the game manager. I think that's going to come out and shock the world two weeks in a row. Maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. But uh, hey yeah. man, we 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 you said we said it last. Both of us said it last week. If Taysom Hill goes out and wins this game, which listen, I lost six hundred sixty one thousand dollars because of Taysom Hill. Yeah, the chance to win that was the chance to win that that uh that that kind of blow. Like it didn't hit my. 17 game parlay because of that man like like i I will eat my words Taysom hill he showed me something i I, this one's an easy one for me i would pick the 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 money line i wouldn't go so far as hitting the six point spread but that's my thing that's my thing is the six point spread I just, I don't think they're, I don't know, man. I think it's a little bit closer. But anyways, we'll talk about that on the next podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll have some more picks later in the week. When a lot more of this COVID hits, again, in the NFL. It seems to hit every single week. You get some players out. Adam Thielen actually is on the COVID list. So Minnesota's going to be missing him this week. So we'll see how that it's gonna goes. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, if, if you want to know more, please hit us up on Twitter at inside the underscore booth yes and you know come and chat with us come and say hi we're friendly people if you want some advice on anything let us know and let us know what we could be doing to you know provide entertainment for you you know yeah make it better for you guys this this is this is your podcast as much as it is our podcast absolutely man absolutely all right well uh best of luck for you on thursday hope we make some big money uh make sure to check out some props on thursday i'll be posting like always some first touchdown scores we'll make some big money uh yeah like i said good luck and we'll check you guys on the next episode of inside the booth take care